everyone. Welcome to the Almost 30 podcast. It's Linz, Lindsay Simsek to be specific, and I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for choosing us, supporting us. I know there's a lot of options out there and we don't take it lightly. If you're new to the podcast, this is a place where we support you in your unique evolution, giving you conversations, tools, insights, ahas, laughs, relatable stories that just make you feel less alone and more empowered to really grow through your entire life. I love y'all. We do these solo episodes a couple times a month, and Krista and I bring things that we have processed in our own lives and and think that it would be beneficial to bring to a larger conversation with you all on the podcast, questions we have, topics that interest us. So today, I'm going to be talking about patience, and it comes in the wake of a period of time where I've I felt really impatient, and this was quite recently. Thankfully, you know, I'm at the point in my life where I have some awareness around these like heightened emotions and how they've got some information for me. So I've just been doing a lot of reflecting and even some research on patience. So I want to share with you today what my soul has to say about patience because she she spoke to me about it. I want to talk to you about the neuroscience of patience. I want to talk to you about like how patience can show up in our lives and how we can kind of walk through those moments where we feel incredibly impatient and how we can just come to a more centered place of patience, acceptance, and presence. Because I know this is a very relatable feeling and it shows up for each one of us in different ways at different times, through different moods, you name it. I first want to share what my soul said about patience because um, I think it's really interesting. I soul journal on a regular basis. If you're new to kind of what I talk about, I love this practice. I was introduced to this practice by Elisa Romeo, who wrote the book, Meet Your Soul. And it's been just such a life-changing practice. It's simple. It's powerful. Basically, at a high level, what you do is you drop yourself into a meditative state. You have a pen and paper nearby, connecting with your soul, the essence of your soul in your meditative state. And then on paper, greeting your soul. Maybe it's like, hi, soul, or maybe they have a name. And I always thank my soul for always showing me and reminding me of what's true. And then I'll ask questions and I write down those questions and then I put pen to paper and just allow my soul to come forward and speak through me and onto paper. And it always blows my mind. I swear to you, sometimes I'll sit down. I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. This is stupid. This is real stupid. And then I see what she has to say. And I'm like, wow, damn. Okay. Touche. So I wanted to share what she had to say. So first question I asked my soul was, why are we collectively so impatient? And she said this, the slow was lost long ago. Immediacy is like a drug. Once people felt the hit of immediate satisfaction, connection, etc., they became addicted. The slow is connected to our history, so much of which is summarized or lost. To build what you now experience took patience. It took process. It took collapse and rebuilding, death and rebirth. So I just loved how my soul was like focusing on this irreverence we have for the slow and how the honoring of it has been lost. 
and how we try to get around the process. We really want that like quick solution. Let's get there. How do I get there sooner? How do I make less mistakes? How do I just get on that like clear shot path? And that's not always the plan or really the purpose at all. Then I asked, what is patience? She says, patience is really a verb. It is a practice. Patience is being here now for what is here now while holding a vision in your heart. Patience is a knowing that all that was and all that will be is in the now. It is a knowing and honoring of the order of things, both the timing and the energetic situating. Patience is more than just sitting and waiting and biting your nails. (laughs) Patience is regal and royal. Patience is a deep breath in and a letting go. Patience for oneself and one's own process is self-compassion. Patience is ownership of your own discomfort and self-soothing through the intensity. Yeah, so many pieces of this I love. I I love the, it's a verb. Because oftentimes we think of, okay, I got to obtain patience. I have a lack of patience. Okay, I guess that might be true in theory, but it's not a lack of a thing. It is a forgetting of the power of this practice of patience and how it centers us in our body and how it connects us to all that is. If we feel into, and I want you to practice this as I'm saying it, if we feel into the frequency of impatience, can you, and maybe you need to close your eyes, can you feel into the signature of that frequency? Can you feel its uh, texture? Can you feel its vibration? Can you feel the color? Can you feel the space, the density or non-density? Can you feel all those things and just kind of take in its signature? For me, impatience is kind of this unsteady, unsettled energy. It is not looking inward. Impatience is looking all around, kind of eyes darting. Impatience feels kind of jagged in texture. Impatient feels ungrounded. Impatience feels very far from center. And so this is merely a forgetting. If you're feeling like, damn, I'm, I'm an impatient person. I've really been impatient lately. Do not worry. This is not like a permanent fixture of your personality. This is something that you can practice and become better at and really uh, become more aware and just really remember that this is like the center of your being is patience. Um, Sometimes we'll talk about God on the podcast and just know that like when I say God, you can fill in the blank for what you believe, universe, source, whatever you believe. But I was watching a sermon the other day on the perfect patience of God. I just thought it was so freaking powerful. The patience of God is the perfect patience. And oftentimes we think that, you know, we've done something wrong or bad and we think that, you know, God might punish us or feel differently about us. And Lord, 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 
God is, source is, universe is so patient of you, of anything and everything. And so that's nice to remind ourselves of, right? But I also got to thinking about how patient, you know, God, universe, source is in the creation of so many things that we experience. The creation of the Amazon rainforest, right? The creation of the human beings that we are and see around us today and the evolution that needed to take place, the patience of that process to get to where we are now and just kind of that universal, capital universal, patience that is actually so much a part of so many natural things. There's really proof everywhere. There's really proof everywhere of this universal patience and how powerful it is. In this sermon, this pastor was also talking about, you know, we're put places by God, by universe, by source, right? And we immediately just try to wiggle our way out. Like, just imagine human beings all over, just kind of like wiggling our way out of like where we were very intentionally placed. Just because we're doubtful, we're uncomfortable, we're like, what the heck is happening? You know, feeling the intensity of the unknown, which feels sometimes very unsafe. You know, we're just like wiggling our way out of it. How do we get out of it? How do we get out of it? How do I find my way around it? And we forget that we were placed here very intentionally. Nothing is an accident. I, I believe that nothing, nothing, nothing is by accident. And when I really anchored in that truth, Oh man, I experience a lot less friction in my life. A lot less friction. So when I find myself in a moment of agitation, insane impatience, and just feeling frustrated, for example, let me give you a silly example that is so poignant because it's about patience. Just before recording this solo episode, Over the course of a few hours, I sat down to do this episode probably about five or six times. Each time, I forgot to do something like press record on the video, press record on the audio. I was rambling in a way that was so unsettling. I was like, this blows. I need to ground, right? And so, I'm feeling this discomfort. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm insanely impatient with myself, the order of my day, and just kind of what I've got to do. And I take a moment as I'm on a brief walk to kind of like shake off this impatience. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how beautifully perfect. I am about to record a solo episode on patience. And I'm being given the opportunity to practice patience in these very now moments. And observing myself kind of get like very uncomfortable. How do I fix this? You know, just 
being so wiggly. I'm like, damn, that's it. (laughs) This was placed in my path to experience for a very particular purpose to be able to practice patience and practice what I'm talking about here. So it was a laughable moment, but also like, wow, yeah, it's just so true. We're never placed anywhere by accident. So see if that truth can anchor you even further in the now so that your impatience for what isn't yet can dissolve a little bit. Because your knowing of how purposeful where you are now is hopefully gives a hope for the path forward and what is coming, even if it's not clear. But you know it must be good because anywhere you go and anywhere you're placed has a purpose. So I just thought that was so profound. So, so profound. It's no secret, in fact, it's science, that when we move our bodies, our bodies produce mood-boosting endorphins. Working out, movement, getting our heart rate up, just moving energy through our bodies is so good for us. And especially approaching a season like the holidays, I feel like there's no better gift than to support people in whatever movement practice that they have, whether it's running or yoga or walking or really anything in between. And my tried and true brand that I love for this type of movement and athleisure is Lululemon. For years and years, I actually used to be a Lululemon ambassador years and years ago, and I've continued to be loyal to this brand. I love the fit. I love the quality. I love the colors. I love the styles. And I'm excited to introduce you to some of their really cool styles for winter. So the Down For It All jacket is such a great gift for anyone in your life who likes to do a walk or run or any type of workout outside. It has this glide fabric, which is windproof and water resistant. It has lots of stretch, four-way stretch. It's breathable, but it's really, really warm, even if it gets a little wet from your sweat. It has a 700 fill power goose down and provides just a really lightweight warmth that comes in a bunch of different colors. I also am obsessed with the fast and free high rise tight. I get the 28 inch, but they have a 25 inch, but this is really, really great for just providing support when you work out. I will go on a run. I do about three miles a couple times a week and I love, love, love these tights. So they're incredible holiday selection is waiting for you. And again, the colors are just so yummy. These make great gifts for him and for her. So check out lululemon.com. That's right. Lululemon.com. L-U-L-U-L-E-M-O-N.com. Set joy in motion with the best gifts at lululemon.com. I want to talk about how like this shows up. Uh, It shows up in different ways, patients. And I want to just categorize it in two buckets. That is incredibly high level general, but I feel like this will make it easier to talk about and to understand in this conversation. So 
for me, I feel like the impatience shows up and the opportunity for patience to be practiced shows up in the immediate, in the immediate trigger, in the now, in kind of like the daily goings on, the daily hassles or conflicts, those tests, like in the moment. And then there's this impatience that lives in another bucket that is related to how our mind convinces us that what is not yet should be right now and that there's a problem with that. And so impatience builds and we become less focused on the process and more obsessed with what we don't have yet. And man, oh man, how much pain and frustration this causes. But we do it all the time. I had an impatient couple weeks recently around pregnancy. It is something I am so looking forward to, and I know deeply and my soul is going to happen in the perfect timing. I really, on a soul level, know that, trust that, believe that wholly. And then there's this slice of me that's like, speed it up. Let's go. What's happening? Can I just know? Like, there's this impatient little gremlin trying to steal my joy in this moment. I just recently got married. There's so much to celebrate, to enjoy, to be present for. And I'm on to the next, you know, these couple weeks I'm talking about. Like, I was just like very, very impatient. And it's interesting because I connected with the soul wanting to come in eventually. And there was this feeling of like wink, like, "Mm -hmm. yeah, this is one of your growth points that you're going to navigate before I come in. (laughs) And this soul has been sending me many, many, many opportunities and lessons. I'll probably do an episode on spirit babies eventually uh, when the time is right, LOL. I heeded that message. I'm like, okay, what is this impatience really? What is this impatience really? So to review, it's that impatience of the now moment, of the instant triggers, of the, oh, I'm annoyed. Ah, I'm impatient. Ah, why aren't you here on time? Ah, why can't I get this right when I record? Ah, ah. My partner didn't do the dishes. What the heck? I always have to do the dishes under the dishes. Ah. And then there is the impatience that kind of stretches across from the now all the way to the future and creates this belief that what is now is not enough and you must focus on what you don't have instead of just being present and being immersed in the process of what is becoming and what you are becoming. Does that feel accurate, right, for most of your impatiences? Okay. So in in thinking about this, I came upon some research that I thought was incredibly interesting. And this research, I'll just very briefly summarize, 
And unfortunately, yes, there was mice involved uh, in this research, but it was basically testing the patient's effects. And the patient's effect is pointing to patients as confidence in an expected outcome. And there was also a correlation to high levels or healthy levels of serotonin. But the serotonin levels were not the only thing that was needed. They needed the confidence in an expected outcome to have patience. And this was around the mice eating their food and whether they were patient to eat it or impatient. And um, yeah, their serotonin levels were being manipulated. Anyway, this patience effect got me thinking about confidence in an expected outcome. And there are a few things in my life, probably more than a few, but just consciously right now that I'm thinking of uh, that I don't know the outcome. There's kind of a lot of question marks. For one, creating my music, right? There's not a guarantee that if I record a song, everybody's going to love it. Or there's not a guarantee that I can properly record a song in the way that I want to. Is it likely that I could eventually do that? Yes. But in my mind, what I believe is that it's kind of unknown right now. It's unknown whether it will make me money. Does that matter? I don't know. Sometimes it does to me and sometimes it doesn't. But there's a lot of unknowns about this outcome. And I've noticed I am impatient around this process. I'm like, well, maybe I should just like record it and get it out because I've been saying it for so long and, you know, I'm impatient with myself and I'm impatient with the process and like, why can't I just do this? It's not that hard, you know, all of that mind chatter that just drives us crazy. And I realize is that there is not that much confidence I have in either my process or myself or the outcome right now. And so I've just been thinking a lot about that. And maybe you can think about a situation in your life where you're just feeling like, yeah, I'm not feeling that confident about the outcome. Maybe that's why I'm impatient. And so are there ways that you could uh, generate more confidence around an outcome, ask better questions, do more research, understand the probability of something, or is it a matter of really embracing the unknown and getting completely immersed in the process and being okay with the process being the point. And then whatever comes from it or of it is actually bonus and like a cherry on top, but it wasn't the point. So you have options, right? And I think it just depends on what it is and how you're feeling and kind of what your goal is. But if we look at impatience from that lens, it gives us like a better idea of next steps, how we can, you know, drop our obsession with the outcome, or maybe we can help ourselves define the outcome a little bit better, right? I often find too that I'm impatient when I'm focusing on what is not true or what's not important at all. I am going to bring back the example of me sitting down to do this solo episode about five or six times and being so impatient with my messing up and not recording and 
babbling in a way that isn't coherent and all of that. And I can absolutely tell you that I was distracted. I had my phone next to me. In between things, I was looking at my phone. I was checking email. I was on Slack. I was looking at Instagram. And so I feel like my mind was literally pulled in those five different directions. And I'm not focused on the task at hand. So inevitably, this total breaking up of the focus creates an impatience. Like, no wonder. No wonder. It's like, it feels very obvious to say, but I'm like, yeah, if I'm not focused on what I'm doing and what I intend to do, and thus I make mistakes because I'm not focused, yes, I'm going to get impatient. And so we can really reverse engineer in those moments. If we notice like, oh, yeah, I'm actually not focused on what I'm doing, or I'm focused more on what's not true about this or what I don't know for sure, no wonder I am becoming impatient, uncomfortable, right? So this doesn't have to be, you know, a fight with your impatience. This can really be a pull up and out of the heightened emotion and reverse engineering what's really happening rather than blaming yourself. I've also found myself to be impatient when I have lost compassion for myself and for others. I really believe that, I do believe that patience is a virtue, uh, but I do believe that patience is a part and a quality of who we really are in our innate nature. And we just forget. We forget that it is a part of our heart, a part of the love that we have the capacity to have for ourselves and others all the time. And so anytime I'm impatient, you know, I really ask myself slash just am aware of like, okay, where's the love? Where did I lose the plot on this? You know, it stuns me sometimes, like when I've kind of slipped into a more impatient pattern because I know that, oh man, I'm not having compassion for another person, especially if it's directed towards other people. So that's a note that this particular point is associated with impatience with people. It's like, I love to assume that everyone is doing their best with what they know and what they got going on. And when I forget that and I blame others for my heightened emotion or I blame myself, I've really just, I've lost, I've lost the compassion. And so if I can reverse engineer again, like, okay, how can I find more love in this moment? How can I look at this other person or look at myself with a bit more love and compassion, understanding? (sighs) And it takes, it just takes pausing. It takes awareness maybe some breath, but it's really, really effective because it's like, how do you want to feel in this moment? Do you really want to be in your impatience and your frustration and just that tightened, constricted, contracted feeling in your body? No, probably not. So can we just take a moment and evaluate what's really going on? It takes work. You know, this is literally a practice. This is a verb. 
Do you have any photos that you've just been dying to put on something, whether it's on a canvas or maybe on a pillow or on a mug? I'm sure we have a bunch of photos. They just kind of like are in our phone and we're not doing anything with them. So I wanted to introduce you to canvasprints.com. They make the highest quality canvas prints at affordable prices and the interface is so easy to use. So like I said, not only canvas prints, but photo blankets, pillows, mugs, puzzles, coasters, ornaments, hoodies, acrylic blocks, and so much more. All you have to do is just upload your image, choose your canvas size or choose your product and check out. That is it. That is it it. Plus they have outstanding customer service with 100% money back guarantee. They have quick shipping. Most orders ship within three to five business days, which is awesome. And again, the quality is exceptional. I'm really excited for you to finally, finally put your just adored photos somewhere that you can see them more often. Pillows, totes, coasters, photo puzzles, hoodies, mouse pads, t-shirts, cutting boards. Come on. Go to canvasprints.com. They have a special offer just for you. When you use the code almost 30, you'll get 25% off your entire order of canvas prints, canvas wall displays, metal prints, photo tiles, photo blankets, and pillows, and much more. You can find the perfect holiday gift for everyone on your list and save with this amazing offer. That's canvasprints.com. Use the code almost 30 for 25% off your entire order. Did you know that the drugs we take to manage period cramps were invented in the 1950s and exclusively tested on men? (laughs) What? It's literally outrageous that there hasn't been more innovation when it comes to periods. Deloon is changing that with dietitian formulated solutions that relieve our symptoms while actually supporting cycle health. Because our cycles affect every aspect of our wellness period pain, mood, sleep, skin, metabolism, energy, and more. I, I don't know about you, but you know, some, some months I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything has to stop, but it really can't because I'm experiencing, you know, really bad cramps or headaches, fatigue, you, bloating, you name it. I've really tried a lot of things and While I think I've gotten most of my symptoms under control, it doesn't mean they still don't happen and kind of disrupt my flow. So I was really excited to find Deloon and recommend it to a lot of my friends and they have been absolutely loving it. I was talking to a friend the other day that experienced like really, really bad periods, cramps and just all these symptoms. And she was so happy uh, to try Deloon. She's noticed that her symptoms have subsided. They don't last as long. They're not as intense and she can really just be in her life, which is really nice. So Deloon Nutritional Solutions are dietitian formulated to work with your cycle health, not against it. It'll help you all month long while also relieving your cramps and PMS during your period. Deloon creates effective drug-free supplements for period cramps, PMS, and optimal cycle health. So you can get the relief you need naturally, which I'm all about, and start feeling like your best self. So if you want high-potency, fast-acting supplements for your period cramps, PMS, and really getting your cycle health in its prime top condition, like 92% of their customers report that relief, try Deloon. 
Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If Deloon isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. I don't know if you all have noticed my hair lately. It is long, it is strong, and it's just feeling so good. It's the best it's ever felt. And honestly, I think a huge part of that has been using Hair Love products. I think the Growth Complex is freaking amazing. It's their flagship daily vitamin. It's formulated with only eight of the highest quality, most bioavailable science-backed ingredients to grow longer, healthier, thicker hair in only two capsules a day. Many times with these types of supplements, you have to take a million capsules. It's just, it's kind of a drag. Only two capsules a day. And the superstar ingredient is in HNS with which is the most bioavailable form of keratin and is clinically proven to reduce shedding and extend the amount of time your hair stays in the growth phase. And it reduces the time it spends in the shedding phase as well. I love Hair Love. Their products are just amazing and of the highest, highest quality. If you're looking for, say, a product to handle damaged hair, y'all, I got you. The Nourish and Repair Serum is one that I am obsessed with. It's 100% organic argan oil. It's rich in omega-6 fatty acids and antioxidants. So if you have damaged frizzy hair split ends, this one's for you. It's also going to stimulate hair growth and just promotes that healthy, beautiful, smooth, shiny hair that we love. So check out Hair Love. They have incredible products that you are going to... Huh, no pun intended, love. And we have a discount. Almost 30 is the code for 20% off all non-subscription items when you go to hairlove.com. Hairlove.com. Use the code almost 30 for 20% off all non-subscription items. Uh, I want to walk us through you know, what we can do in these moments of intense impatience, okay? I know we experience them both in these instant momentary experiences where it's just kind of like the daily rubbing up against us that brings us to this impatient uh, state. But then also it's our minds that create this uh, lag, this, this lack between where we are now, who we are now, what we have now, and where we want to go, who we want to be, and what we want to have. And I just want to walk us through some things that we can start to think about in those moments. I first want to start with those momentary, like in the moment, oh my God, this is bothering the shit out of me moments. <laughs> I want to go there. Okay. Say that you are making, you have to make dinner for your family, but you have nothing in the house it's five o'clock. You just got home from work and you're like, shit. And I don't want to order dinner because it's just a waste of money on food that's like cooked in bad oils. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the grocery store, but I'm so tired and oh, okay. But I love my family and I want to cook a, an amazing dinner for them uh, or at least just feed them. Right. So you get to the grocery store. The line is bananas. It's like out the door. It's insane. And immediately it's like, your hot fire flames. Like your skin turns red. It is so frustrating. You're 
initial reaction is to walk out, to throw your arms up, to be like, this is ridiculous. Okay, understandable, right? Like, you can understand that. And is that really the experience you want to have? Is that the messages that you want to send to other people, to your family for the rest of the night, you know, to your body? Like, the body really absorbs those fight or flight reactions. And and that's really what they are. Impatience in this moment is really the fight component of the fight or flight response. And the amygdala in the brain is responsible for this. It's like this little almond-shaped set of like nervous tissue in your brain. And it susses out the threats, you know, whether they are a threat to you or not. And then it regulates emotions. And so when you see that big long line and you're like, fuck, no, like I can't feed my family tonight. Like it, it kind of feels like a threat. And so, you know, your amygdala reacts and it's just, I, I'm done with this. And you're unable to really bring yourself to an objective state in the moment, unless you're aware, where you can be like, okay, let me take a step back, right? So first, let's identify the trigger. What about this is triggering you? And in the moment, you know, it might be like, I have compassion for myself because I've had such a long day and to work was hard today. And then I got home and there's no food in the fridge. And I'm like frustrated that I didn't think ahead and, or my partner didn't think about, you know, getting groceries for the week ahead. And, you know, it really bothers me that I kind of came to this place of going shopping at 5 p.m. to like cook for my family. And it's triggering me because like, am I an inadequate mom? You know, is this something I always do and I'm ashamed? So let's get to the heart of the trigger because it's not the line at the grocery store, okay? (laughs) Right? And then we want to identify like what we're saying about this to ourselves. Um, So what are you telling yourself about the situation? Maybe it's like, I cannot be bothered with this line. I got to get home. Like, you know, oh, now I can't feed my family. Okay. You're, You're hearing what you're saying about it. Can you, in hearing what you're saying about it, then quickly pivot and offer yourself a soothing mantra or affirmation or truth? You know what? In the grand scheme of things, I'm in no rush. You know, people can eat at 7, 7.30 tonight. It's all good. I... I'm an incredible mom who's going the extra mile to feed her family an amazing meal tonight, right? The idea is to take a step back from the situation and try to get as objective as you can. But like, it doesn't negate the inconvenience of what's happening. It's just getting really real practical and objective. So you're not so in the emotion of it all. And you're not so in the loop thought of what you're telling yourself about the situation. And maybe you're good after that, right? But if it still is a little murky, can you reframe what's happening? And just kind of think about a bigger picture. Can you think about the bigger purpose here? (laughs) And then if you're still feeling something, just know that this takes practice. Like I said in the beginning, like this is a verb. This is a practice. You got to practice patience, y'all. Like, are you going to run a marathon and not train for it and f- think you're going to do well? 
Are you just going to wish yourself into patience, hoping that you just get it? No, you're going to practice it. In fact, like I highly recommend calling in experiences that help you to practice patience and see what happens. Oh Lord, you're going to get good real quick. They'll come flooding in. You'll be like, okay, 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 stop. But truly this takes practice. This takes a lot of, lot of practice. And remember that in the practicing of patience, we must have patience with the process of all of this. We're like, again, so horny for quickness. <laughs> Be very reasonable with your progress and your own process. Just know that your awareness is the goal. Awareness is the point. If you can live and be in your life, still get triggered, still get impatient, but be aware and walk yourself through steps like this. Oh my gosh. Glorious. Like you're doing it. So let's start to celebrate that rather than be so hung up on the perfect product of the process that we're in. How do we feel? Impatient. Patient. <laughs> I just want to close with just, I think it's an intention for my own life, but you know, if it lands for you, so be it. But I just, I really truly want to honor the timing of my life and where I'm situated in my life at any given point. I think the uncomfortable emotions make it easy to want to wiggle out of it and wish for something else. But if I look back on my life, I know that every moment, every experience, every place I was in, anyone who I was with, anything that I was going through was such an important experience for me to have in order to be where I am today. And I know that where I am today and those sticky points, those points of impatience and the call to practice patience and be where I am and move through it, not rush through it, is purposeful too. And so my intention is to slow down enough that I really understand that. My intention is to honor the natural cadence of the unfolding of me, of my life, of my talents, of what I'm sharing with the world, and not get so frustrated because I'm stuck comparing to other people or comparing to what I see on Instagram. You know, it's like, and it's funny that I'm even still saying that because I have an awareness of it, but it still is a thing. And my intention is to be so connected to my body, so connected to the messages of my body that I'm able to get to the root of any heightened emotion, especially impatience, quickly, swiftly, and powerfully. 
and be able to take the charge from the person that my impatience is directed at or the experience or the thing or the situation and really come back to, oh, what am I bringing to this? What can I be incredibly responsible for right now? And how can I take back my power? Because the person, the situation, the thing, the experience has all the power right now. So how can I take it back? They probably don't want that power. Right? (sighs) Yeah, I actually feel better. I feel less impatient. Thank you for allowing me to share. And wherever you are in your life, just notice where there's this ache for where you're not yet, for what you don't have yet, for who you've yet to become. And is there something now, in the now, that you can really adore and revere and honor with that energy that you've been putting in the future? And see how it makes you feel. That's my challenge for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being you, for being in your process. Thank you for witnessing my own process. I appreciate you. This is a simple concept today. One I know that you might have been like, eh, patience, okay, whatever. But I hope just breaking it down like we did today just helps you to slow down and really take back control of what's going on. All right, y'all. I love you. See you on the next one to connect with me on Instagram. You can DM me at Lindsay Simsic. Feel free to message me. I am in there. Learn more about Almost 30. Almost30.com. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Almost 30 Podcast. We appreciate your listenership, your support, your love, your commitment to you. It means everything to us and it inspires what we do. All right. I'll see you soon.